Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, it's MLS playoff time. Louisville City becomes the first team to win second division titles in second of years. Pro row. And Liverpool plays one game this week. One game only, they won. That's one game, they won it. End of story. What about... Nope. What, what about... Can we go back to podcasting without applause? No. I've tasted success notch. I need more of it. You I need can't to come back to this. You, no, I I oh god, my timing's really, really off. <laughs> you guys are both now are not willing to do this podcast unless you are of DP contracts, designated podcaster, as you said, Caleb yeah, earlier. Designated podcaster. I mean, I brought my entourage here tonight with and <laughs> I mean you're lucky you're even talking to me right now, honestly. I have so many important phone calls to make with nobody, really. So th- this is why your Instagram had a uh, The Gantry podcast shirt on. You just And your agent was tw- like showing that photograph to all of us, to the 551 podcast, being like, check it out. Caleb might be going to The Gantry. Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 for, for, I think from this point forward... If it's behind the paywall, I don't listen to it. <laughs> I mean that's just a that's just a financial thing. I make decision I made for myself, and it's working out so f- pretty well for me so far. Somebody should do a Patreon only podcast called Over the Paywall, <laughs> and it's just not worth it. There should be a a football podcast that's behind a paywall called Paywall Manning. Um, I don't know. Okay, maybe that was better in my head, but uh. <laughs> that joke totally bombed. <laughs> Uh, okay, but for for real though, was what is you your guys's favorite time that you guys have been on a stage or performing something in front of people? Like, and I'm not expecting you to be like, you know, last week at the fifty, uh, the we call it soccer live show, that was the best time I've had, and it was so meaningful, and not just the best. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting to hear about you getting pantsed on stage. I- that didn't happen. Why do the community said that? <laughs> that never happened. You know, it's funny though. I when I was in kindergarten, I, we we used to have Christmas concerts at school, and you were pants on stage. No, no, you pants I, someone on stage. Not just no, really mean. How dare you? No, 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 Dear no, no, God, this, no, this guy who had his only role was to beat a drum and like pretend like he was beating a drum. And the guy, and then like get up and leave the stage. That's it. He comes on. He like pretends to be the drum. And dude, like during the live performance, there's like 500 people like watching minimum. There's like cameras streaming this to the people in the back who can't see. And the guy stands up to leave the stage, and his pants just fall down. And to this day, <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, that makes me laugh so hard. Like this is about 20 years ago minimum. Also, also, I believe about 22 years ago, um, I was Joseph in my church's Christmas pageant, and I had to be a loving parent cradling the baby Jesus the whole time because Mary got a nosebleed that would not stop. Oof. And she just had to run off stage. So I was like, um... Single dad, I, Joseph. I, I'm six years old. I, I don't know what these babies do. <laughs> I had a I had a horrible horrible lip bleed while I was giving a information session in my last job as a college admissions counselor to like a full room of people like 30 people must have been in this room and I just I, I remember thinking oh wow I just felt a pain in my lip let me take a a, a Kleenex and like dab at it and then the Kleenex comes away like full of blood and I'm like I'm just going to hold my Kleenex here while I to my lips while I talk and present and then it just wouldn't stop bleeding. So uh, after about five minutes, I was like, "Guys, I gotta run out of the room. My no, I, I, my lip is bleeding, and I can't make it stop." I left. I ran to a colleague's office, got some chapstick, put it on until it stopped bleeding, and then came back and finished the presentation. Because you're a goddamn professional. Is the modern day Teddy Roosevelt right there? Right, Caleb, you're on stage moment. I mean, wasn't really on stage a lot. I I didn't play in pep band, but in pep band I played drum set. And I just remember playing, like, I would just rock out on drum set for, like, 24 football and basketball games. I remember it was a 
basketball game and the girl I had a really big crush on was like across the way from me. And I saw her whispering to her friend looking at me. I was like, oh, this is really going to work. And never, nothing <laughs> ever happened. But it's like, oh, she's, I saw my drumming and nothing ever happened. But still. Did you try oh. to flip your drumsticks then? No. That's, I, I, that I, was the problem, man. I, I know. I, I write it to risk. I don't have to fly too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I throw it up, it hits me in the head. I just fall over and start peeing my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that dude that I'm laughing at, it could have been worse. It could have been much worse. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all uh, touchy-feely for a second. Uh, is that even the right word for this? Or soft? God, I hope not. Okay, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to go into my feelings for a moment and just say that last Thursday it was fucking awesome awesome you guys were amazing and that wouldn't have happened without all three of you sitting in the room with me right now and i loved it it was so much fun i didn't have any and of course our listeners too i didn't have any idea if any of you would show up uh and it was was great i was surprised and kind of horrified at these people that they came through the (laughs) snow to watch us hey we filled the back room of black heart we did we did. I was at capacity back there. Don't ask how much people were back there, but we were at capacity. The people will. So it's will what's important? People will be showing ticket stubs for that event, like twenty years from now, oh, and be their like, first well, show." Yeah, and the last one, and they never did anything <laughs> out of that. I wonder what happened to them. And how do I have this ticket stub? They didn't give it to me. We died in this room from this candle you're burning in this very small room that's going to catch on fire. We're all going to die, obviously. But it smells great. And all, sandalwood. All the fine is just retorting. <laughs> all right well it's time for us now to jump in our first uh, segment of this episode called united passions our sport has a bright future ahead you know uh, around this time last year we redid our segments and came up with a different one should we change united passions to something else like i feel like the the fifa movie has faded something we're less passionate about uh, <laughs> yeah um <laughs> the, the first segment united soccer leagues in our soccer leagues, we have one United we like. It's Minnesota United FC. Yeah, DC's all right. Sometimes. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we could go back to Lean Monitoring. I mean, this sounds like more of an off mic conversation we should be having. Yeah. <laughs> also, why are you making fun of me saying Loon Monitoring? See, I do miss it. I, I love that. that Maybe we go back to our roots. Which would just be two United fans and you and some other guy talking while we just sit here watching you guys talk. So <laughs> <laughs> that just uh, showed a lot more about Caleb than I wanted to know. Cool. Uh, someone else who showed us uh, a lot of what we did actually want to know was Alexi Gomez, who on Instagram announced that he is out of here. He had a great time here. He made fantastic friends. <laughs> and the, the areas 30 feet away from the goal have never been the same since he like <laughs> shot balls at them yeah they're all terrified every match right have a great summer let's see have a great summer i mean let's let's not be let's not mince words this is going to be most of our team this year they're all gonna go I mean, a all. lot more will go than you probably expect to go. Yeah, I mean, I I, I'm, so. I, I, I'm just saying, like, from what I have seen this team do and what I expect, I expect most of these guys to go. If Adrian and Manny are like, you know, two to three editions, guys, everyone else stays. <laughs> Fuck that two, shit. It's always two, three, two or three editions. And if the team says, oh, Manny and Adrian aren't the problem here, well, what's the problem? It's going to be the players. So we're going to see yeah. players that we like go and we see players that we don't like go. We're going to see players that we like to stay and players we don't like to stay. It's, that's yeah. what's going to happen. But it's going to be a lot more than going. And, I mean, Manny Lados has one more offseason to prove he's the man for the job to bring in players. And I don't think he'll do it. The I thing don't. that I'm slightly concerned about, there's a good possibility that there's 11 roster spots open on the senior roster. Yeah. Like, my maximum oh, idea of what? everybody oh, no. leaving pretty much has that many open roster spots. It's only like five international spots that you can use. Also got a bunch of like open reserve spots and no draft picks and no academy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This, is, All right. this has uh, just gotten a lot more uh, grim of an man, off season. Gonna than leave we now expected. and go slit my wrists. Apparently there's no point to living anymore. <laughs> I thought, so I thought silly season was supposed to be fun and you know joyous and not dark and depressing you know, you know shit just got real man you, you know what i'm looking forward to though though is is that one guy who on reddit or twitter or wherever one guy where like any anyone who leaves there'll always be that one guy who like is like whoa what 
I can't believe he left. It's like Harrison Heath, no longer in Minnesota United. He, what? He left? I can't believe it. Okay, John Pascarella. I know he joined you with one fire, <laughs> but like, it's one time to let go of. Yeah. Like, nobody liked him. Wait, what? Bertrand Owundi Echo left? We never got a chance to see you're how just good saying, he could you're be. You're just saying sounds. That's not a name. <laughs> All you hear is they're just saying the syllables together that mean nothing. Bertrand Owundi Echo, 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 Echo. That is that's, actually my favorite name from our team this year. Like, that dude should have been a success just to live up to how awesome his name is. I, yeah, about that. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. really bad. So, apparently one rumor coming out of E Pluribus Lunum this, this week. And, I mean, uh, we didn't come up with it at EPL. We just found it in, like, four tweets that had the MNUFC hashtag. Comedian Tom Segura coming to Minnesota United FC. Apparently, I mean, I mean, he has two solid specials out there right now, and he's in his prime. We should get him while he's yeah. entering his prime. I think our also, is, wait, 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 just wait, looking wait. at him, he's he's pretty sturdy. I think he could be a defensive. He has lost midfielder. a lot of weight recently, so he's more fit too. I mean, our our defense has made everybody laugh for the last year <laughs> and a half. So why not put an actual comedian out there and steer, just like own the space, steer into the skid, as they say. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so Eddie Segura, who is this guy? He's a 21-year-old Colombian center back who he actually has been the captain for his team, Atletico Huila. Rivals of Deportes Tolima, the home of Angelo Rodriguez. Wait, wait, wait. He's not in his 30s. He hasn't torn something recently. Are we sure? This is not going to happen, is no, it? No, it's not. It, it's definitely not going to happen. This is Benedetti 2.0. Yeah. Benedetti, whatever his name yeah. is. Who cares? For, Forget about him. He's moved on. Yeah, he shifts you. Like, f- there's a thread on, on Reddit, like, former loon target Benedetti, like, ate cereal this morning. It's like, I don't care. Move on, people. It's like, you know, just I... Just stop I, talking about it and just keep on his, on his Facebook page because we all do with all of our exes. Yeah, or, I, mean, I don't, like, follow Gio Savarese's every move, wishing and, and crying into my sleep every night that I wish he was Minnesota United's manager. I don't do that, okay? I don't follow you do that for MDS. <clears throat> and Ababasi. And at Nella. And, uh, Portland's really depressing. The whole Pacific, Pacific Northwest yeah. is kind of depressing right now. Notch is just going to drive out to Providence Park with a boombox and start playing some Peter Gabriel. I've been a lifelong. I've been a lifelong Portland Timbers fan since the beginning of this season. <laughs> like, if you want to draw a Bob, you need to like be playing like NPR or something. To get him over it. <laughs> 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 We're really blue over here too. <laughs> Look at our election results. Right. <laughs> yeah i i uh god that would be really nice to have i feel like a Babasi would be like the best interview and we wouldn't even talk about soccer we just talk about like life philosophy yeah obviously. you know honestly i should write to the timbers and just be like dude can you make this guy available like do you think he'd he'd be down uh i mean why not right i, I shoot that shot i want to talk some ad policy as as the uh the greatest uh board of our times mr marshall mather said it's your one shot, you know? So that's what he said, right? Some of some of mom's pretty daddy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move into our next segment. And by the way, I know I totally butchered that line and got it totally wrong. I'm start, I'm entering middle the, age. That's, okay, part, that's part of the joke, I think. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it worked. I, I'm just preparing for my 40s, which are eight years away, but still I'm preparing for my 40s where I make references to things and get it entirely wrong. Uh, not just soccer stuff, which I do every week, but Wait a not minute. other things. You've been 32 and making those references the whole time. What up? Math. All right. Next segment. Top step. But the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Much like Macho Man, Major League Soccer is at the top of its uh, season. It's uh, League Federation, Wrestling Federation. Uh, I, I'm... My me- like I had that metaphor and it just like flew out of my head like as I was speaking. You mean it flew out as things happened to quote unquote thirty two year olds, Steve? Why quote unquote? I'm saying that you were making a reference and it totally didn't work because you didn't know what you were talking about. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about the MLS uh, playoffs, which continue. And uh, is it time for our yearly? Should MLS have playoffs discussion? Because that seems to be what people talk about at this time of the year. I mean, playoffs sure. are fine. They should just be shorter. Caleb says, yes, we should have that discussion. Um, playoffs I mean, are fine. 
In fact, I honestly think that the two-leg system works because we had some really awesome second legs. All right, buckle up, y'all, because the hot take about it could be here. Playoffs suck. They extend the season way too long. The attendance is really fucking low. And you know what? It reduces the importance of the regular season. Get rid of them. Off with their heads. So looking at the Lord teams like, like RSL and Columbus and put Minnesota United in the future in there, Wait, 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 they're not going to win a supporters' shield. Okay, I, I, for those teams, the lower league teams, mid mid tier team, mid to lower tier teams in MLS, their goal is to make the playoffs and then get on a hot streak. The supporters' shield's out of reach. I thought for a second you were going to say put Minnesota United in there as in the playoffs. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! No, I didn't future, get my hopes like, up. Down, then, down, then down you, the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're yeah. right. Okay, all right, that's fine. I was kind of you know. Not actually being entirely serious, but uh, it has been disappointing how the playoff <coughs> attendance has been kind of low. Let's talk about one of the teams that did have some low attendance. Columbus, which went against the New York Red Bulls across two legs. The Red Bulls coming up dominant. Armas versus Berhalter. Two coaches enter. One coach leaves. The other one becomes U.S. national team manager, probably. I mean, Columbus actually were much better in their home leg. Ripples did not look good in that game. No, and uh, Zaratus had the lone goal there. Um, he did not look good in the second leg at all because he had suffered a separated shoulder and torn ligaments in that same shoulder. Ha! Take that, Giassi. We were right about you all along. Rod! Yeah. Just take one of your limbs and, you know, disable it. And now, now look how you are. Giassi, <laughs> fraud-ass more like. <laughs> it took me all season to come up with that. <laughs> Oh, it was kind of sad though. Dude becomes like MLS player, comeback player of the year, and like I was, I was plugged in for save the crew to save the MLS Cup, and uh, it was very sad to see them go to to Hudson and get the shit kicked out of them by Daniel Royer. And they crew. did, yeah. 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 Uh, Royer had a Royer had a great team. that second goal oh, was just man. a beautiful team goal, and then <laughs> for the third and final of the game, Royer's dribbling down. He's off sides a little bit, runs off back on side, and there's a guy on the right-hand side, and it doesn't see him or just ignores him. Pass it! Pass it! Pass it! And he just shoots it right oh. over Stefan's head into the net. Oh. oh, that's why I didn't pass it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, good on the Red Bulls. I think they match up pretty well with the next Eastern Conference team to make it in the finals, which is uh, Atlanta beating New York City FC. I was just going to say that, you know, everyone says, like, Royer's so good, and he's so great and all that. How's this hold up play? That's my question. Poor. Yeah. Yeah, take that. You know, we don't need the Royer types. We're good. All right. So before I rudely interrupted you, you were talking about the other side of New York, the Nazi side. Yeah, they lost to Atlanta and did not see that coming. So that's, uh, yeah. I don't feel good about that joke. I made it, but I don't feel good about it. I feel like we need to be tougher on the Nazis, unfortunately. Like, uh, wordplay, it's just not quite enough. That's all I got, man. <laughs> not a fighter. All right. Uh, not with words. All right, let's 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 talk about Atlanta. They were shit. I hate Atlanta. I hope they lose in the next one. I want Donna Martino to leave MLS with a huge fucking L. Tattooed on his face like Lil Pump. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you don't, know, least you, didn't don't say know the, you don't know the Eminem song. You know who Lil Pump is? You're not 40. <laughs> At least he didn't say Lil Peep. That would be worse. Yeah, oh, no. I don't want the guy to die. I want to like have him lose and be sad along with the Atlanta United fan base. Uh, okay, you, you, what, what do we want to say was then about NYCFC and Atlanta over two legs? I mean, Atlanta dominated over yeah. two legs. Uh, yeah, they, they, won, they won at, at the NG Stadium and they thoroughly spanked New York City FC. And what honestly, the hell, NYCFC? I was counting on you. I mean. But, Atlanta at home only had like 30% of possession, and yet they dominated the entire game. Two of those goals were from set pieces. One was a penalty, and one was a free kick uh, by Martinez and Almiron, respectively. That Almiron free kick. Even Notch liked that free kick. Mm -hmm. That's how good it was. (sighs) In a little smile. A little little smile appeared on his face when we watched that. But looking at Atlanta versus New York Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls beat this team 5-1 in aggregate throughout the season. This Eastern Conference Finals is going to be an absolute barn burner. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it so much. Unless it's not. Like, this is one of those where 
BWP BWP hasn't scored yet. This in the playoffs, he's due. He's totally due. I'm not saying that Red Bulls wouldn't be able to do it. I'm saying that Red Bulls might play the exact way that nullifies Atlanta. Notch would be like beside himself with joy, but yeah. it could be a bad series. Come on, Royer. Come on, BWP. Come on, Mule. Come on, Armas. Get get us there. Get us there, my friends. Okay, all right. Moving on. Next up was the Cascadia Derby playoff games, which started in Portland, went over to Seattle and saw that team, Seattle Sounders, being eliminated. Eliminate him from the playoffs. Poor producer, Nick. Pour one out. Pour one out. Make sure you pour one out, not on expensive carpet or like wood floors or anything. Like into a saint. Be be you know courteous with your pouring out. True. Yeah. yeah. So sec- the second leg here was arguably the best MLS game of the year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so but, it's a but, shame that nobody watched it because it was at like four nine, in the morning. It was well, so late. Everyone that just was it. like, man, we had our fill of soccer. And with the We Call Soccer Live show, there cannot be anything better. All on the TV screaming throngs were like, man, there's a game after this. I, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. And to be honest, I would say that We Call Soccer Live show was the highlight of the night, honestly, over that game. I mean, it was 12 seconds. Don't get me wrong. It was good. It wasn't the We Call Soccer <laughs> Live show good. It wasn't a Seattle auto show, you know? Like, let's be honest. Uh, which, which apparently was why this game was played on Thursday night as opposed to Sunday. Yep. And uh, let's actually talk about the second leg a little bit later. Let's get to that first leg, because I think, as you said, Colin, it was filled with loon legends. This game had everything. It had Gio Savarisi outcoaching Brian Schmetzer, noted youth pastor. It had Jeff Attenella, noted loon for, like, two days. It had Jeremy Ababasi, the guy that we thought was going to be our savior, and instead, we got a dude whose legs are made out of balsa wood. So, Abavasi opening the Portland scoring for the first leg after Ruidias gets the gets the opening goal. Oh, Ruidias, so good. And Blanco getting the winner. So good. Someone on Twitter asking, uh, Abavasi, better than Danladi. And essentially what we came up with was that Dunlady was a finalist for Rookie of the Year last year. Ababasi barely played in MLS last year. This year, uh, Dunlady getting hurt quite a bit. It's hard to tell. And Bruce Dunard uh, Maguire thought that maybe five years is a is, is the amount of time we need. I think four years. I think, well, four or five. I think same thing with rookies looking back. It's the same thing like, with like Oster's. Looking back, yeah, yeah. The artist won an Oscar for best movie. The artist, no one knows that what that movie is about. Let's put it this way: I think right so for Nick, because you used to yeah. review movies for eight I years. I know that the artist is about movies. We, I, I think, what we can judge right now is the fact that Minnesota United needed to play Dunlady right away, and that wasn't so great. Whereas Timbers have been able to ease see into the team when they need him. And that, I think, is something that you can talk about, how we've needed to play our rookies, because we don't have anybody better. Ivis Galarsub had a really good story about Ababasi's path to getting into the lineup, pretty much saying that, yeah, he needed to play his way through three or four quality strikers for this league, along with Darren Asprilla, who turned out to actually be really good in the next game. But yeah, Ababasi, he had to work his way in, and that might have been even more helpful to his development than getting thrown the deep end in a bunch of MLS games like Dunlady did. Right. Now, moving on to the second leg in Seattle, Ruidias again opening the scoring. Turns out this Ruidias guy, who we praised in our uh, MLS playoffs uh, preview episode, He's pretty good. Yeah, really good. I mean, he's been putting the ball in the net. Don't get me wrong, but his total play needs some work, guys. If, if you ask me, his total yeah. play is not that great. No, and if, it's so good. If you ask me, I'd rather have a, a striker with a hold up play than I can't. I can't. I can't say that. Nope, it's not true, guys. Yeah, Rodriguez is better than Rodriguez, and I wish I had him. I wish we had him instead of Rodriguez. Well, this game got a. Stoppage time goal from Rui Diaz to tie up the aggregate, which sent the game into extra time. And it was a banger, too. Oh, my yeah. God. So good. 
Two goals being scored by both teams in extra time. Then the Portland players at the end of extra time thinking they had won this game because of away goals. Not knowing, in fact, that away goals in MLS do not count after the uh, as away goals after the game goes into extra time. Because, of course, one of the two teams will have had more away time. Because uh, you can only have extra time in the second leg and not this first leg. I'm, I think it's just that is short-circuited in my brain. Hold on. Yeah, you, you, uh, you are Diego uh, Valeri, basically. <laughs> no, Sebastian, Sebastian Blanco. Blanco, yeah. Who Blanco was the one that was Fell crazy. to his knees and put his arms to the sky and was yelling. Although, it, they claimed afterwards that they were happy that they made it to penalties. Bullshit. Total bullshit. No one's happy. No one's happy to penalties, except for, I think Nash mentioned the Germans when they play England. Yes, yeah. of course, all the time. Well, the penalties did go Portland's way, and Seattle being sent to the auto show uh, as opposed to the next round of playoffs. Ladera's hair deserved it. Okay, all right. Well, hot take right Better there. or worse than Cunaguero's hair? Worse. Cunaguero, okay. it's like, at least he's got like the silver going on. That seems like a natural, eventual progression. Ladera was just like, washed out platinum blonde. And it was horrific. Well, facing Portland in the next round are going to be SKC, who beat RSL over two legs. I was actually just a little bit sad that Petke and his team did not uh, did not advance. Because that, that was kind of like this uh, Cinderella story, I feel like. Yeah, but Mike Petke is also kind of a douchebag. Like, but he's also kind of a fun douchebag. Yeah, like, like we love we love him because of his douchebaggery, but we also don't want douchebags to be supremely rewarded, do we? He's your friend that you invite to the the party because you know he's gonna piss off the guy who got, who's just gonna show up there no matter what you do. But then like, uh-huh. after a while, you're like, he's drinking too much beers. You already broke one vase. I want him out of here. He was going on about the Simpsons and how everyone's watching the Simpsons instead of uh, anything else. It's weird. I mean, he's trying to hand out PowerPoint slides on paper. So he's got to move on. But, you know, he's a good time for a little bit, but where's on you? So what you're saying is they should have lost in the, like, first round. Yeah, to a Ramirez Hatcher. That would have been great. That would have been <laughs> great. I love that, yeah. <laughs> well... Nick Romando again getting some attention here. First leg, man. Don't kick a really fast clearance to your own guy. What are you doing? Why? Why? Nick Romando, what is he doing? He's aging poorly. That's that is what he is doing. And uh oh, shallowy. Excellent. Daniel Shallowy, oh my god. Second leg. Second leg. He he was... I'd want to say that he was on fire, but he has been doing that, particularly through the second half of the season, just left and right. He's, what, 21? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a force in the lead for years to come if he doesn't get to move over to a better club in, in Europe. I think SKC has just kind of been flying under my radar a little bit this year, but they've been really freaking good. We've been talking about... Petty during the office, but Peter Vermees is a fantastic coach and has I mean, been for years. Although this is the first time that they've won a playoff game at home in five years. Uh, what did they do five years ago? They won the cup. Uh, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, moving on, they'll, they'll go against the Timbers. Do you guys want to give me your predictions for Atlanta versus Red Bulls and Timbers versus SKC? Uh, I think Red Bulls will pull it out against Atlanta and, oh, I'm going to go Kansas City. Red Bulls Timbers. I don't know why, but I I think Geo can pull off a weird bunker against that Kansas City offense that, as hot as shallow he is, he's not a center forward, and they don't have one. That's true. It's me interesting to see Geo go up against for me. It's me like the matchup, really, that's... Very interesting going to that tie. I don't know if it's going to end up being interesting. It's I, going to be a very yeah, dour to me. Yeah, yeah. I, as Not someone that, like the viewer, yeah. casual viewer, but yeah. like I want to see how they. As someone that likes winning an ugly as shit soccer, 
that is going to be a fantastic, fantastic series. I want Atlanta to win and then host the MLS Cup final and get, get curb stomped by the Timbers. I want a Bobacy to get like 15 goals. Gio to like tear his shirt off screaming in the middle of the pitch after they win and stick a Timbers flag in the middle of uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, and like 50,000 casuals leave at halftime. Right. <laughs> I I want Atlanta to feel the pain of defeat in a way that is hard. Only Minnesota fans know how. Yeah. That only Atlanta Falcons fans know how. There you go. Yeah, All right. Is. So, okay, that, that's what I want. Hey, David Villa, David Villa, David Villa wants... <laughs> no, I mean, they want, in New York, they want to assign him at the name at David Villa. Because it would mean that he's not doing anything special on the field. Right. He's, he, New York City wants to get him in their front office, according to Spanish magazine Sport. He wants to play for one more year. Come to Minnesota, David Villa. Maybe we'll get David Villa instead, but I'll take that chance. Honestly, David Villa would be better than Anglo Rodriguez. <laughs> How's his hold up play? You good? Sure. Cool. Yeah, I'm in. All right, a quick bit of NWSL news as well to round out the top step. Uh, Orlando Pride forward Shioma Ubogagu made her international debut for England, and they beat beat Austria 3-0 with a goal from her. And the NWSL 2019 college draft will be on January 10th at noon. All right, with that, Stanford, let's take a break. We shall return with much, much more. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Not live, disappointingly, with stage audience no longer present. <sighs> so sad. Weird not having support in here. Not. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Caleb. I feel so much that. better now. Oh, All right. Now welcome. that we feel better, let's go into our next segment that we call Get Low. Let's get low and get to a wrap up of US Lower League Soccer, which every week is brought to you by Nippon Chopra from Sock Takes. Hey, it's me again, Nippon Chopra, with our latest edition of Getting Low on the We Call It Soccer podcast. Today, really, we're going to talk about just the one thing, which is the USL Conference Final, which was won, again, by Louisville City, uh, returning or back-to-back champions, how you, whatever you prefer to call them. The final itself, and I was lucky enough to be there on Thursday night, was quite the event, and I think it was a remarkable moment for low-division soccer, and there's a variety of reasons for that. First of all, obviously, there was the conversation about Didier Drogba retiring, even though now it's unclear if he's actually retiring. So it was supposed to be his last game. That had a level of uh, panache to it that I think uh, people understood or respected. Uh, There was also the fact that the game was on ESPN2. So the likes of Julie Stewart-Banks were were there. There was good coverage, good commentary. The stadium looked fantastic on University of Louisville's campus, uh, Lynn Stadium, which is a soccer stadium. Uh, The capacity was 5,000, but they increased it to about 7,000. I think the gate was 7,200 or something like that. It was packed. Uh, There were traveling Phoenix supporters which is a huge credit to that institution, uh, sorry, to that club that they had, I want to say about 200, maybe more Phoenix supporters. Um, every ball was cheered. It was, the, uh, the atmosphere really was something to admire and a huge credit to uh, both Louisville City and Phoenix fans. The game itself was pretty even in the beginning. Uh, the most remarkable moment of the first half was Didier Drogba striking a free kick from almost the halfway line and managing to get it on frame, which is totally a Didier Drogba moment. But the game played out as many of us expected, uh, vis-a-vis Louisville City tried to play the ball along the ground, dominated the possession. Uh, but what they were unable to do was to create penetration through the middle of Phoenix's defense because Phoenix played very narrow, defended very well, um, and it really took 
it was well into the second half where we started to see Louisville take some, uh, create some chances. Uh, big credit to Louisville, pulling it off in the end, deserved winners, and now they are the first uh, back-to-back champions in USL. And I have to say that this is huge credit to USL, everything they were able to set up here. It really was a great event. Um, Jake Edwards was there. Justin Papadakis was there. Uh, Howard Webb, actually, was there as well. Um, and, of course, I aforementioned the Drogba. So there was a, there was an elevation to what was a low-division soccer game. In fact, they even talked about it on BBC5, Football 5, uh, Football Phone-In, which is quite incredible given that it's second-division soccer in America. Uh, so... I was pretty proud of that moment. I thought it was, it showed the progress of the game. And now it's, the onus is really on USL to take this momentum into the next season, make sure they consolidate the new teams coming in. There are going to be seven new USL Division Two or USL Championship teams. There's going to be 10 uh, USL Division Three, aka USL League One teams. So there's going to be a lot of turnover next year. Um, they're going to face some competition from NISA. They're likely going to face... Uh, actually, USL League One will likely face some competition from NPSL Pro. Uh, but it really is advantage USL, and it could only be poor decisions from here on in that could set the lower divisions back. And hopefully we've seen the end of some of those poor decisions. So pretty excited. Uh, it was a good occasion, and uh, I'm very proud to be a lower division soccer a nerd right now thanks for listening and i'll chat with you guys next week all right thank you nippon for that roundup of the usl cup final nerd why he admitted to being a nerd <laughs> we gotta make fun of nerds <laughs> colin no, you're implying that we're nerd. not nerds we are totally total nerds we get together every monday sit and watch a whole bunch of soccer and then talk about it into a mic but we have to stand up for ourselves by making other people seem like nerds. Alright, alright. Sounds good, sounds good. We... Uh, let me, let me... I'll just admit, I'm insecure. Okay, <laughs> fine. Whatever. <laughs> the truth hey, comes out. Hey, hey, hey. Don't tread on my character, okay? Get your own lines, William Shatner. I'm the only Leonard Nimoy here. I'm insecure. <laughs> <laughs> well, one other bit of lower leagues soccer news. The NASL website has erased all the teams from its uh, list. All you can find there now is uh, in its menu is home, history, and news. It's I mean, pretty- clean- Do they imply that there's going to be news? I mean, the last piece of news posted there was from uh, June. Well, news and history actually go to the same page now. Also, so when they start to add, they're going to add more teams, right? Because they're just going to wipe every team away and they start new. Right, 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 right. So right. My bad, my bad. Call everything and just grow anew. Yeah, like a forest fire. Yeah, from uh, Fort Lauderdale's uh, stadium where they have trees growing on the pitch. Anyway, that's that's where it's all going to start yeah. back up again for NASL. The, crappy the old Lockhart right. Stadium. My that's bad, the by the way. headquarters, right? They have video as well listed video, so you can go back and watch. For example, the 2017 M- Miami FC highlights. Oh, I man. know I can't wait to watch highlights from a soccer game and then have ten seconds of each video be just a close up of one random player or the ref doing nothing. Yeah, God, you, I love NASL. Do you and missing the miss goal. it and missing. So uh, at this point, NASL probably. I mean, they're bad. It's. Is dead. Is dead. Is dead. dead. Yeah. All right. Let's hope so. This this, their lawsuit still continues. Any other lower leagues news y'all want to talk about? Any sort of detail? Um, not for another couple of segments. Danny Cruz, former Minnesota Loon, part of the coaching staff for Louisville City, who just won the cup that Nipun mentioned. So good for him. Brilliant. Pretty brilliant. All right. Let's now move into a segment that we call. I really hope Ernie Stewart hires somebody new so we can change that segment cue. Yeah, but I love listening to the National every single week. All right, let's get National and talk about our roundup of our National. Teams first up the U20 MNT Advance in the CONCACAF Champions 
ship's second round after a whole bunch of great results. 7-1 over Puerto Rico, 13-0 over U.S. Virgin Islands, 6-1 over Trinidad and Tobago, 6-0 over Annie Clark, 7-0 over Suriname. 39 goals scored, 2 goals against. Brilliant. Okay. Caleb seemed like he was actually going to react to me saying Annie Clark instead of St. Vincent. I, I just think 11 versus 1 is just, you know, really rough. I'm sure that the U.S. didn't score more. So. Uh, pretty sure about halfway through all those games, their opponents quit and turned off the console. So It's true. The U.S. women playing Portugal in Portugal, eking out the 1-0 win. 500th win in in program history for the OSWNT. We didn't know how to say it. I think that we had more people at our live show last week than the, the people that showed up to this game in Portugal. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Hear that? More people want to see us than the greatest women's soccer team of all time. And in Portugal. Portugal. In Portugal. In Portugal. In Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, that of all time. Yeah, let, of all time. Let, let's let's host a live show in Portugal and see what happens. Okay, hey, uh, we have the men's <laughs> roster that's gonna face Wayne Rooney's testimonial English team, and uh, I just have one note on this, which is that Klinsman's back, y'all, to the national team. Wait, we hired Ernie Stewart for this fucking nonsense. No, it's, 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 it's Jonathan Flintsman. Ha <laughs> I didn't know until my Still phone fucking told nonsense. me. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan Flintsman, goalkeeper, has replaced Zach Steffen in the U.S. men's national team. Uh, this is the same Jonathan Klinsman who shot to fame back when his father dropped Landon Donovan from the... World Cup squad. Okay, anyway, moving on to a segment that we call the Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. In the Stiff Upper Leagues, we talk about soccer from the land of stiff upper lips, England, where Leicester tied Burnley nil-nil. However, this game, finding some importance as the first Leicester home game since the passing of their chairman, Vichai. Yeah, beautiful ceremony beforehand um some heart-wrenching scenes afterwards with um Vichai's son coming to thank the fans for all of the respects they have paid it, it was a a bummer that it was a nil-nil game but it it must have been tough for the lesser players they were very visible about how much he meant to the the team so yeah uh, Liverpool playing Fulham, getting the 2-0 win. Caleb, what do you have to say about the Reds? I mean, Mo Salah continues his just slump in the second <laughs> year in the Premier League by storing a goal. And then Shakiri, I think Liverpool signed him for $13.5 million. Absolute bargain. Okay. Considering Manchester United bought Fred for $60 million and haven't played him recently at all. Today I saw somebody who, regrettably, whose name I can't remember, his journalist on Twitter, claimed that the biggest a uh, thing that Jose Mourinho has achieved this whole year is convincing Manchester United fans that he can't do any better with his team. Manchester United going down 3-1 to Manchester City at the Etihad. City were absolutely dominant in this game. It, and, I was very happy to be watching this since of the debacle against Wolves. And uh, United were terrible. I think uh, Barry Glendening on uh, Guardian Fool weekly mentioned that um, Jose Mourinho... His, he started two sign, of his signings in this game and kind of going back to the fans thinking that he needs to make more signings that he's made a lot of signings. They're just not good. And he's not playing any of them despite right. his confidence in them. Right. We should also mention that Manchester City has, and PSG for that matter, have come under a lot of uh, criticism for some leaked content that Der Spiegel has been publishing about them. Scandals about... Player signings, financial fair play violations, PSG coming under fire for having racial biases in their signings. It's just incredible amounts of revelations, and I'm actually shocked at how little they're being covered by the soccer media at large. Have you guys read much about this? Oh, I've, I've read plenty. There's plenty of reasons that we'll talk about in future segments. Aha, I see. Yeah, I feel like we need a call-in referencing the final segment, Klaxon sound effect on our soundboard (laughs) so uh it's reference 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 no right 
I, I think there's just the, I mean the whole thing about the European Super League rumors uh, was was part of this with leaks uh, discussions among some of the top clubs in in Europe about wanting to make a breakaway league as well coming out of this leaks stuff. Um, highly recommend going and reading the articles by Der Spiegel. All right, also Arsenal tying Wolves one one, not the result y'all were looking for. Apparently they played terrible. I don't have NBC Sports Gold because why would I? Um, again, over the paywall. But um, Mkhitaryan able to salvage a point late. Honestly, at this point, Emery's Emery's change to Arsenal has been the fact that he's gotten points out of these games that they've played absolutely abject. This was the sort of game that. If they played like this under Arsene Wenger, they probably wouldn't have gotten it done. But they got a point, and the unbeaten run goes on. Arsenal now three points behind Spurs in fifth place. Liverpool second with two points behind City, who are in first place with 32 points. All right, let's move on now to a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about Yet, first up, Bundesliga, where Der Klassiker was this weekend, and Borussia Dortmund finally bringing some competitiveness by beating Bayern Munich 3-2. Dortmund have been much better in the Bundesliga this year. Yeah, uh, their new coach, uh, Lucien Favre, or Favre, if you're not from Wisconsin, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, really turned this team around, playing a lot of young players, and uh, shepherding them into... Full on stardom like Pulisic and Sancho. Um, Pulisic didn't even play in this game, though. Yeah, but he's still playing. Somehow. Really well. He does play. Yeah. And Sancho, English youngster, hasn't played very well for them as well. Uh, Marco Royce with a brace, even though he probably did have had three or four in this game. Some poor finishing. Uh, one of those goals by him was a penalty that went after he was taken down by Manuel Neuer. And then Paco Altesser with the game winner just etching himself into. Dorman's good graces forever. Yeah. Even though he's on loan. They they have an option to buy. So they'll I assume that option will be taken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Also worth noting that right now in the Bundesliga table, Dortmund first Borussia Mugladbach tips for Dortmund is uh second. And we've got RB Leipzig in third. Uh the second and third place separated only by a point here. Eintracht Frankfurt in fourth, and then in fifth are Bayern Munich. I love it. I love it so much. Leipzig. Is, is that you Pintus' music I hear? Right. Uh, oh, God, it's Armkiss. Leipzig getting the 3-0 win over Leverkusen this weekend to to help them up the table there. Good job by Chuck Klosterman getting his second ever league goal for RB Leipzig second. Let's move on now to talk about La Liga, where in the Athletic Derby, Atleti, uh, Atletico de Madrid beating Atletico de Bilbao 3-2. I'm pretty sure Bilbao is Atletic Bilbao. There's uh, no dip because I of the... Re- I just renamed them. The whole... Oh. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. You changed the transfer? That, I have uh, that kind of influence now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, nice uh, cultural imperialism notch. Cool. Um, Barca, though, with a... 4-3 loss at home to Real Betis. In Messi's, Messi's first game back from injury. Yeah, and he scored twice. Yeah, he ended the brace, but still, Betis just beatest them. I couldn't work it out. Beatest. I couldn't work it out. But this is Sparsa's first, first loss at home in a while. Madrid getting the 4-2 win over Celta Vigo. They needed to do that. Um... We've had too many, far too many weeks where Madrid have dropped points where Barca did not cooperate uh, with them. Santi so, Solari has done very well since coming in. Yeah. Madrid still, though, languishing in sixth place. Barcelona seemingly in a tenuous first with Sevilla biting at their ankles at 23 points. And second, also at 23 points, Atletico Madrid and Alaves. I love what Hanging La Liga. On. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a Dirk Der Spiegel revelation next year that like all the top teams collaborated to make the La Liga and, and Bundesliga competitive for a year, so people don't stop watching because they realized it was getting really shitty. 
Yeah. Hey, speaking of shitty, that uh, just about sums up Thierry Henry's games in charge of Monaco so far, mm. where he's lost six straight You're uh, so in all handsome. competitions. Why are you so sad? You're so handsome. The latest being a 4-0 loss against PSG. Uh, at this point, it looks like Henry is going to get the boot. Um, Honestly, I think there's going to be a fair bit of leash for him, given the fact that he came through Monaco. Unless Wenger is coming in and Henri is going to be his second-in-command, I don't see Henri getting the sack this early. Monaco has loads of injuries as well. They have 12, first, 12 players out, I think, with injury. Something like that. But I mean, it's, it's something I'm seeing. There, squad. there is some uh, conversation about the locker room atmosphere there and Henri failing to motivate the players, which would be a more deep-rooted issue. But we'll see what happens. Serie A... Juve getting a 2-0 win over Milan to have the strongest start to a Serie A season ever. Also, apparently, uh, Gonzalo Higuain tipping his penalties to the point that Cristiano Ronaldo was able to signal to Wojciech Chesney, he's going this way, he's going this way, and it worked. A regular penalty penalty taker, uh, Frank Tessi, is much more successful for AC Milan, but Higuain wanted to get one over on his old club. And ended up not doing that. Also got sent off in this game. We're sitting yellow. For going absolutely, for him. absolutely batshit insane in front of the ref. Having to then go and apologize after this game. Uh, I'm seeing a whole list of Champions League results here. There are some specific it's ones. Don't talk about anybody. This is just my them all. Um, Stiff them all? You Stiff know, all? actually, no. there's, one, there's one here that's really interesting. Um, a 2-0 win for Red Star Belgrade over... Liverpool FC, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, come back. Okay, producer Nick, you're also a Liverpool fan. Tell me about this game. I didn't watch it. He didn't watch it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this result did kind of stun me when I saw it, and uh, the, it was uh, thankfully this was in the same week that Salah's new statue was revealed, so it wasn't the most embarrassing thing about Liverpool. Oh, in the God, week. that's right. So. <laughs> God, this has been a long week. <laughs> yeah, Dortmund lost at Letty, Napoli tied PSG, Inter tied Barca. Valencia young. beat young boys. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. That really never gets old. <laughs> City getting 6-0 win over Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, and Juve seeming to be the better team for about 75 minutes against Manchester United. And then promptly falling apart. Manchester United getting the 2-1 win, which was then followed by Jose Mourinho holding his hand to his ear uh, while looking at the Juve Ultras as they were abusing him throughout the entire match after the win, obviously taunting them to get a little bit louder. Cristiano Ronaldo's goal was off of maybe the greatest weighted pass I've ever seen. Europa League. Arsenal tied uh, Sporting Kansas City. Nil-nil. <laughs> Johnny Russell with the goal. No, <laughs> no, no, never mind. Yeah. Uh, um, Portugal Sporting getting the nil-nil draw against Arsenal. However, Arsenal nil, Sporting nil, Danny Welbeck's ankle, negative 980 degrees. Yeah. Like Fahrenheit or Kelvin? What are we talking about here? Uh, no, no. Um, in a circle. He, he, he gone for a little bit. All right. With that, it's time for us to turn into a segment that we call Soccer Things. Where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. So... As we mentioned, for some strange reason, the NASL versus USSF lawsuit continues apace. And this past week saw some choice, choice discovery coming out against NASL, particularly around the USSF elections that, according to the Federation, NASL had a surprisingly outsized hand in do you guys remember when there was a random van that had giant video billboards 
against Kathy Carter and multiple people? (laughs) Turns out, according to, I I shit you not on this, according to Discovery documents, guess who paid for them? Rocco Camuso. Rocco! (laughs) Rocco! According to the Discovery documents, Rocco apparently paid for the candidacy and all of the fees of at least one candidate. <laughs> we thought that this was just Eric Winalda. It turns out it might have also been Hope Solo. That's right. There were two sham candidates in this race, just entirely off of... Hey, Rocco! Rocco! Like... <laughs> I know I use these for conspiracies. I know I use these for parody. Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, and sometimes truth is just so fucking stupid. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, Rocco. I know you wanted to save your idea of having a renegade league that would challenge MLS, despite the fact that you wanted to also buy AC Milan. Which, by the way, the documents for that are apparently in Discovery and should be coming out shortly, except for the fact that NASL and Camiso have refused to provide them, defying a court order. But, whoa, yeah, whoa, Rocco. Hey, hey Rocco. Like, well, I mean, are we going to basically have the next chapter of this be Rocco Camiso helping some younger, brasher billionaire back into forming a new NASL league where he takes on, like, Don Garber's son in who's now in charge of the MLS. And it's kind of like... Yeah. I mean, that that's a logical conclusion, of, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, and then taking on the Russian leagues. <laughs> and then taking on the French leagues... And then taking on the Italian leagues, and then taking on the Spanish leagues, and then taking a weird diversion because suddenly he finds out he has a sister, and taking on NWSL. Oh, okay. All right. Um, And then somewhere along there, Rocco Camiso gets uh, into trouble with one town's sheriff's department that just kind of doesn't leave him alone, and he just kills them all. Dude, that's already happened. That's going to be in, like... (laughs) I, I'm still reporting that. Like, at least keep my cover until I've got this story down, man. Okay, why is Sylvester Stallone making a new Rambo movie though? Like, why? Why? Yeah, Caleb's holding up his fingers to, in the in the cash I'll gesture. See his sense. I'll see his Dallas signs. All right, all right. Speaking of which, let's uh, let's bring this show to a close and let our listeners go off and earn in the money that they do earn. All I see is our usernames all i see is our usernames okay i'll go first you can find me at tw united fans you can also follow this podcast on facebook so do that it's two united fans on facebook where can they find y'all on twitter met k olsen 716 um also one. also our the band that does our theme song lust list uh van tantonics has a new ep out called four songs because there's four songs on it they're very clever with the naming of their EPs. Uh, and did that on Tentonics MN, M as in Minnesota, N as in not M, dot bandcamp.com. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing as a background uh, is the person responsible for making We Call It Soccer reality, our producer, Nick Rodriguez, who view, whose views on soccer politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. And Colin? Uh, you can find me at The Attachment. You can find my writings over at epluribuslunum.com. Uh, you can find us trying to scour Twitter mentions for transfer rumors over there as well. Okay, can I just say that it was very unfair of Minnesota United FC to dunk on you guys for that ticket story? Yeah, because Minnesota United put out incredibly false information that suggested that season ticket holders had zero stake in getting tickets before everybody else. I wouldn't say they put out false information. They just put out incomplete information, then got mad at you guys for, you know, reporting that as the information stood, y'all were unhappy. And I was the same way. I was like, what? Mailing list people get in the same pre-sale as season ticket holders? According to this, Minnesota United tweets out, by the way, doesn't email out, tweets out that the season ticket holders are, in fact, ahead of the 
mailing-list people and then tries to dunk on you on Twitter, which is... No, no, no. The dunking on Twitter happened before they tweeted out anything. Really? Yeah, that That's happened... That's even worse. That happened in at replies. It's, it's almost like the person that used to live in this room cursed <laughs> the season ticket holders. Okay, okay, okay. You don't know who... Who sent out that tweet? Let's not let's not jump to any conclusions here. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. It's available on fine podcast providers everywhere on fifty five point one. And with that, we will bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. Bye.